feel like I was loves it behind on that. But I feel like it was it. off, and uh, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, that's fine. I don't, I don't give a shit, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Um, I don't. I have no dams to give. Hi, everyone. We have no dams to give today. Just just FYI. Because no, we're not no beavers, and so we haven't made any. That was literally horrendous. Hey. I hated every single yeah. moment of what just happened. <laughs> wow. Hey, guys. Um, Korean food. Ashley has Korean food. Just... Just to make everyone jealous and um, nauseated, that's what I'm here for. I've got uh, Prosecco. Oh, why do you have to outclass me like every Because it's Christmas and sometimes it's Christmas, like at Christmas when you're a teacher, people buy you gifts. So um, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is actually not a gift for me. This was, I I did get gifts a bottle of Prosecco today, but Peter also got gifts a bottle of Prosecco because he now works at my school. Um, And... No, mind that back, please. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, this is such old news. Thank you so much. Have this. Have is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know he quit his job. Apologies. I remember you saying he was. I remember you saying he was going. Thinking he quit his job. Oh my god. Like, trying to find something. So. But I never knew that he actually went. Home. Has it been that long? It, it's been like he quit his job in the mid, like beginning of October. You're kidding me. No. What? Um, he's gonna now hear me What's like happening? shouting about him because I talk really loudly. I feel, but um, basically, I'm it was literally the the thirtieth of September or the last day of September. I don't know if there's thirty days have September. Yes, it was the thirtieth of September, and I know this exactly <laughs> because I was rushing round the school putting up Black History Month posters, um, mm-hmm. and I got a text from Peter which was like oh, fuck, like, I might quit my job. And at this point, it was like, okay, you say that often, and I need to get this done before I leave school. So, like, I'll just reply to that later. Like, Mm. not thinking twice about it. So I ran around the school for another 20 minutes, putting up these posters, got back to my classroom. I'd left my phone in my classroom, got back to my classroom, and had a text being like, okay, like, I've done it, I've just quit. And I was like, (laughs) what? Excuse me? Are you okay? He had... When I say he had been talking about this for more than a year, like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, this had been a recurring conversation and then just, like, out of nowhere, quit his job. And we were like, well, what are you going to do? And he was like, well, I want to go into teaching. But you can't start a teacher training course until September. And he was like, oh, you know, like, I'll find something to do in the meantime, blah, blah, blah. I want to take a bit of time off first. And I was like, okay, um, well, you know, you've got no in-school experience, so shall I ask the maths department at my school if you can shadow so i emailed mm-hmm. my head of maths and he was like yeah like 100 percent, he can shadow but also like does he want a paid job like we've got paid jobs going in maths um oh. so he got that job and that was only like Sorry. part-time two days a week it's like working with math sixth form students and then um mm. coincidentally nothing to do with me a few uh, like two weeks later to, uh, he started that in Fuck, I don't know. No, no, start of November. A couple of weeks later, there mm-hmm. was a job going at another school in my academy chain that is also in my city um, and applied for that job, which is also part-time, and got that job. So he now works at my school two days a week and at the other school in the academy oh. chain three days a week. Um, oh. Yeah. 
But oh my God. Uh, Peter got gifted a bottle of Carver and I got a bottle of Prosecco. And obviously I was like, well, you can open yours first because I want to save yeah. mine because it's mine. And yeah. um, I've also been gifted, I got like literally gifted like a bar of dairy milk, which I'm pretty sure a kid like has gone out and bought with their own money, which was very cute. That was adorable. I got gifted um, some M&S shortbread, but it's inside this hideous Christmas decoration, which is like a tall oh gold house with they like... always do that. Cut, uh, uh, it's awful. And is it a Dutch house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like an electric... They did that last year. Did, uh, did they? Did they have a light up yeah. electric, like fake yeah. tea light candle in it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was actually, sorry, my bad. It was either last year or the year before they had a tall Dutch house. But you twist the top and it sang. Wow. No, mine doesn't sing. Yeah. Mine mm, mine has a light up like tea light candle in it. And it is fucking oh, right. hideous. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah. Um they also did gold gin with Dutch houses all around it and my mother also bought me that because It was Dutch. It was Dutch. And I was like, Well I don't really that I'm not I don't drink gin, but thank you. I do, so you can save that for me this year. I would, when it never speak up. Yeah. Inevitably. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah. I, that's why I'm drinking prosecco. I can't, that's that's the news that, that you've clearly missed in the past like million years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like off the cuff come up with a check-in question topic, but I'm like so tired. Um, I know. Yeah. But but you said you had a a chunky thing, or is this for later on in the episode? I mean, it can I be whenever. I, mm-hmm. So what I've brought for today's episode is um, an an article that I discovered on the internet. And um, I read it aloud to Peter and he was like, you have to read this on the podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I do. But it's quite a long mm-hmm. article um, okay. and it's just entertaining. It's it's definitely not current affairs. It's from the early noughties. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, so, like... I love uh, retro um blast from the past i their strange ethics and things i just like i think it's like quintessentially noughties and also like appalling mm. like shocking and appalling yeah. and uh one it what did definitely was excited to share it with you but yeah uh, so i uh, so i don't i uh, fantastic fantastic i'm just trying to think because we talked about christmas a lot last episode which i enjoyed uh, might not sound like I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it eventually. Super depressing um, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every year it would it be Christmas without? Oh, I mean no. Do you know um, what I do want to know? What? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this because I was there, okay. but also like, uh, like I, was there. I, w- I want like your like perspective on it. Like, I want to discuss. Okay. Uni. Oh. And, like, this idea that uni is, like, the best days of your life. Right. And, like, how did you find uni? Can you, like, describe... I love hearing descriptions of people's uni experiences. Yeah. Because I'm, like, what... There's this, like, quintessential idea of, like, the British uni experience. (laughs) And then you speak to people that actually went to, like, university. And you're, like, oh, God, like, that's weird. Mm. Or, like, that's different. Um. Um, I, when I say I was present for yours, I mean obviously I was only present for like one millionth of your millionth <laughs> years at university. <laughs> there has been a million other sections to. Um, <laughs> there might be by I the mean, end. I kept changing unis for a reason because it was all terrible. 
It was all awful. And um Oh, what did you hate about Queens? I hated the people. Not obviously you. Um <laughs> side eye. Um Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Imagine if you're like surprise. <laughs> oh, by the way. It was because we're of not you. friends. Um no, like I just hated everyone. Like I just was I hated everyone. I think well, I mean, I think it's different depending on like your situation because I feel like a lot of people I knew and went to school with went to Queen's and um, we all lived at home for the first year, which wasn't like bad because like you could still obviously none of us lived like fucking, you know, in Larrigan or anything, but like we could we could still like we were only like 20 minutes away from the city centre, but at least for me, it's just one of those things that like if you didn't go back to Elms or if you didn't go back to what whatever student accommodation, you wouldn't hear about stuff. And so then you'd miss yeah. stuff and not because people were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then even if people did like call you being like, oh, we've like spontaneous party at Elms right now. I'm like, it's nine o'clock and I'm in my pajamas and I'm going to have to get ready and then drive there or like get a bus and it's going to take a long time. And by the time I get there, it's not spontaneous anymore. So so it yeah. was just a bit like of that with Queens, and then I I think also like the nature of Queens, like everyone's really weirdly not weirdly I suppose, but everyone's quite competitive. I think in your first year you're also kind of like getting used to being taken down a peg, and I think in general I've I've said this to you many times. It probably changes depending on where you are, but like I think in general Northern Irish people are not that friendly in terms of like actually becoming friends with somebody like if you don't know a northern irish person and you want to like become like their friend and do something with them like all the time it's very difficult because they have their embedded communities and relationships and friendship groups from high school and from childhood and their families and they don't really want to explore outside of that has been my experience of that and so all the friends i made at queen's were not from northern ireland which was nice and i that was you know a benefit but it just was annoying because most of my classes were made up of people from Northern Ireland or from Belfast so it was just difficult to get to know the yeah. actual people in my course because of that um yeah going to yeah. Go, going to um university in Northern Ireland like was very much like weird like that yeah. and like weird that it like in so many ways like I even though I was in Northern Ireland, like us, not definitely not all, but like a lot of my friends were not Northern Irish, were English or from like elsewhere. Yeah. Because there was this like weird click. Yeah. It's not even a click because it's of it's Northern just Irish weird. people. Yeah. It's not even. It wasn't even a weird click of Northern Irish people because if there was, no. I really want to know where it was and why I wasn't invited. But like, it it wasn't a weird click of Northern Irish people. It was just that like Northern Irish people kept to themselves. It wasn't even like. The Northern Irish people only hung out with Northern Irish people. They literally just kept to themselves in their own friendship groups that they already knew. Yeah, it was very much own friendship groups. Yeah. There was also this weird, like... But, like, in a way that you don't get in England, like, everybody knew everybody. Well, I'm just not very well connected. But, um, yeah, usually, usually people do know somebody, know somebody, know somebody. Yeah. Like, I felt like if I was with someone Northern Irish, like, you couldn't fucking walk down the street without it being like, uh, oh, hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello, hello. Yeah. It was, uh, it was overwhelming sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. And I think that's the thing as well. I think people just like to, well, Northern Irish people just like to cling on to that, like, kind of safety net of, like, I know these people. I understand this dynamic yeah. of relationship. Whereas I was probably not making very good, you know, 
I was probably not making it easy for myself because I was like, I don't want to hang out with those people. Like this, the purpose of this is to like, you know, have new friendships, have new experiences. Um, I've been in school with these people for seven years. Of also like, if I know anybody like adjacently towards that, there's a reason we haven't been friends for the past seven years or like however many years. So like, I'm not gonna, you know, try and make that connection now because like, I'm good. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm good fam. I'm good fam. I'm good. I'm good fam. I've been living like 20 minutes beside each other like for many years. So, you know, if it hasn't happened yet, I'm not really. It's not, it's not gonna. gonna. It's not gonna. So, yeah. And then it was yeah. just an extension of that whenever I went to Ulster. I thought it would be different. I thought art school as a like concept would be different because it was art school and you were having to be. There was a level, there was a, there was a strange like level of commitment that you had to well I say had to you clearly did not because nobody did but I hoped that there would be like this extra level of commitment because it wasn't just like you know oh we have to do this essay question or we have to do this reading it was like oh this is like my life's passion and everything's on the line to like make this work kind of thing um yeah but I didn't find any of those people who were had that uh, dedication to what they were just like. Uh, I didn't want to go to university, but I needed a degree. I thought this would be easy, and it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can make it easy, definitely, especially at Ulster, you can make anything fucking easy. But um, yeah, yeah, it was just not really like a nice environment. I mean, I did two years there, which God, I don't know why. But I did two years. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was too many. It was too many. Um, <laughs> and then, but like from the first year, from like halfway through the first year, I was like, well, it was the same, like every Christmas or like not every Christmas, but like at the end of, like coming to the end of every, can you hear that? Oh, no. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> my WhatsApp's going off in my what? ears. And I'm, oh, okay. okay. No, I okay, can't hear it. Um, but like, yeah, the, kind of like November time uh, the, when I started Queens, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't like it. And then at November time also, I was like, I'm transferring to the Netherlands. I don't like it. Here. But I did another year Surprise. on top of that, even though I knew I wanted to do that from like the first semester of the first year. And then, yeah, I went to the Netherlands and I was like, oh, so this is what people like mean when they talk about university being like the best time of your life and like, the best. you know, like friendships and like, blah 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 and like I was like oh okay I get it I get it now makes sense yeah I think I just kept trying until I got it I just was like I'm not gonna leave without it it's fucking gonna <laughs> fucking happen all right I was promised I was promised because I was just like if I have this shit experience and I don't make many friends and I'm losing touch with the friends I went to high school with and I'm inserted then into a work environment where even less people want to make friends because they've done uni, they've done high school, they're now with partners and they want a full-time job and a dog and a house and a child. Like, I'm not going to find my people that way. So I was like, I need to just keep pushing and trying to find, like, the vibe. I'm for, force for. myself onto Literally, someone. I need to find the yeah. tribe. And it's somewhere in the world. Here is not it for now. Here is not it for now. But yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I don't know, in a weird way, like, I don't know, my, I think my experience was so different to yours, yeah. and I think, like, like, in so many ways, uni was the best, like, years of, 
years of my life, I say, as if I'm, like, 97. <laughs> but, like, it was, like, such a good experience. Yeah. But, like, I just... I don't necessarily think that a lot of that comes from being at university. I think that a lot of it comes from, like, not having responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got free money coming to you. Like, you... Like, you're going to university, but also, like, if you don't go to classes, like, you, no one is holding you accountable. Like, you're just accountable for yourself. Yeah. You can, like, make loads of stupid mistakes and nobody judges you because it's like, oh, yeah. you're at uni. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, you're, you're, like, for me, obviously, like, I didn't go to university in my hometown. So, like, there's so much more freedom than, like, yeah. I've ever had before. Yeah. So... Like, I do think in a lot of ways it was, like, the best period of my life. And, like, fucking hell, like, being in Belfast was just insane. Like, it was so good for me. But, yeah. Mm. I just, uh... I just, I, like, I think I, like, I expected, based on, like, British culture, mm. to come out of university with this, like... to To come out of, like, my first year of university with, like... A, a big group of friends that I was gonna like have for life and like meet up with all of the time yeah. and actually like the people that I was friends with even the people that I lived with for the whole of the three years like I have zero contact yeah. with and I wouldn't seek them out like when I go back to Belfast like I don't message them like I follow them on Instagram and like I know like vaguely what's happening in their life because of that but like that's that's the height of mm-hmm. it um whereas like the people that i'm actually close with like still is a very small group mm-hmm. and often like quite scattered people yeah. and um apart from you and there's like a couple of other people like like uh Jesus, oh yeah uh, who like there is i'm yeah <laughs> who i knew from like the start my other friends are like from like the end of uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's a weird one. But I like, I all like, <laughs> I also found it so weird. Like, do you remember? I mean, I'm saying, do you remember? You know, Danny. Oh yeah. The lecturer, Danny. No one what? I used to go to this lecture at 9am on a Wednesday morning, and Tuesday yeah. night was student night, and so the attendance to this lecture was like appalling and it was such a shame because this lecture was like honestly like one of my favorite courses of the whole like of my whole uh, university career but um he was american and he used to be like where is everyone why is the attendance so bad and everyone would be like it's student night and he was just so angry and like i don't know if that's an american like i mean i would be pissed off as well as a teacher if everyone was just hung over for my lesson but also i'd be like I get it, like, you're, you're like, students. And also it's first and year, he was just like, first semester. Yeah, first year, first semester. Yeah. Our, like, most people's universities don't even count in their first year. No, like, Queen's yeah. did count for 10%, but still, like, fuck all. Yeah. Um, and he was just fuming, like, <laughs> so angry that we, like, people weren't taking it seriously. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, a difference in America and Britain, but, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, yeah, I suppose so much of university is about drinking. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the point, Daniel. That's what um, it is, Danny. Yeah, get get on board or get off the train. Um, maybe the, he was just disappointed that he couldn't select his victims 
Poor poor Danny and the rumours that were spread about him. They were so I don't I never got talked to for by him, so I have absolutely no idea. But the ones I heard were I so, bloody love Danny. They were so like off the wall and like there were so many. Just so many different iterations. So many. I, I think you know this, but I got accused of um having not, I, I wasn't directly accused of having slept with Danny, but like there were insinuations <laughs> that I had slept with Danny by yeah. men on my course because I had finished the course with a first and they hadn't. <laughs> Do you, like there was some horrible man. I can't remember what his name was. I can picture his face, and he ended up being really good friends with Jesus. Oh. And Jesus basically told me that that he had like oh, spread this rumor, and I was boy. like. Oh no, God, but oh, him as well. No, he story, had yeah. dark hair and he went to the gym all the time. Like, all the time. Yeah. Do you know yeah. who I'm talking about? But yeah. I can't remember his name. I've just He had, had like a squished little face. Oh God. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> mm, yuck. I've just had a flashback but... to Yik Yak. Do you remember <gasps> Yik Yak? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> this was this time, like, because I remember distinctly whenever I started Queens, there was this boy who would always, I would, I got the train, I don't, why? I don't know. I had to drive to the train station to get the train, like, four stops, like, why? Just, I should get the bus at your doorstep, like, what are you doing? But I, <laughs> I, I got the train, like, pretty much every day in the first semester, first year, and there was a guy who also got the train. And would get the same trim as I was on because he also did English literature and he was coming from Bangor. And I literally... Do I know who it is? I don't know because I don't know. I forget his name. But I just remember I would walk (laughs) behind him and I would watch him interact with people and I'd be like, you are just something else. You are just... You're you're living in your own world, aren't you? And oh my God, he just got absolutely torn to fucking shreds the next year on Yik Yak. It was just... There was weeks and weeks of only him on my yik yak and i was like oh my god it wasn't i'm gonna say his name but please don't include this it wasn't (gasps) yeah that was his name fuck me that boy was so weird he used to like oh my god i wonder if i can find messages from him he messaged me like i never had courses with this this no me either i just i got the train with him in first semester but i didn't like I wasn't anywhere near him on the train. Let me just let me just be clear. But we, you know, I saw him because he would get off at the same stop and we'd walk up, obviously, to Queens. Um, but oh my god, I just yes. just observing him was just such a fucking revelation. And then when everything broke, all the stories broke about him on Yik Yak. I was like, that makes sense. That like completely adds up. This is the first message in in April of first year. He messaged me at. Eight minutes to midnight saying, <laughs> Hi, thanks for adding me. I'm fairly prominent on the freshers page. Haha, <laughs> how did the formal go on Tuesday? And I said, Haha, you added me. <laughs> 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 and then he messaged me again about, he messaged me again about a blog post that I'd written like months ago. Like months ago. Oh, yeah. And then, like, started throwing his, like, mental health problems at me. Mm. And then, like, in October was like, hi, how's it going? And then I was like, yeah, good, you? And he was like, good, and I ignored him. And then in October again, I'd never had a conversation with this man in person. He said, hi, can I tell you something? And then, again, continue to tell me about his mental health problems. Yeah. 
Do you know? Oh my god! That was like a really big Ashley, scene. I literally, I literally just started ignoring him. <laughs> you free to meet up soon? No. <laughs> What's oh doing god! Now? Oh fuck no! I think I deleted him on Facebook. It was weird. Oh right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I really... never had a conversation with him in person. No, ever. yeah, there. No, I, I just saw him often because he was. Yeah, he was quite prolific. On, the... uh, on big name on campus, GC. It, not in a good way. No. Very bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, you were oh, about yeah. to say something. That was a big theme. Um, in first year, that was something I really noticed of like all these boys kind of growing into like adulthood, coming out of high school, like used to like being you know bullied by all of these other boys in their high school, or like maybe they went to an all boys high school or something, and they just don't know how to behave, and they've no idea what to do with all of the emotions that they have, and there's all these new people, and they're overwhelmed, and they're struggling, and they just are like. You can be my friend, right? You can help me with all my mental health problems, fellow oh my woman God. who's supposed to yeah. know, care and do all of this Literally, like, emotional labour for me. me. Like, Caretake for me. Oh, me. I once heard you say that you've been sad before. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my depression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, whoa! It was just such a, like, like just out of high school man Insane. thing to do. Yeah. It was so, I just, I swear, every boy I met, except for Jesus, big up Jesus, um, yeah, big up Jesus. I don't think Jesus. He might not still be with us. He was. He was. He did a good job at the start of the podcast. Let's be. I fair. mean, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think mental health is like a thing for Jesus. I think Jesus is just like above. Above. Oh, Jesus is above it. I think he's transcended that entire. But Jesus like, is. Experience. Jesus is very much like above. Like above reality Humanity, in some yeah, ways, exactly. where like he, he knows what's going above. on the threshold like Tories he's know? very aware of things he literally <laughs> he is we're describing he's it very already. aware of things and he's so but like I was literally about to say he does like some weird corporate shit and yeah. he's so bright and so intelligent and essentially is like yeah I make a fuckload of money by helping out millionaires and I'm like but Jesus <laughs> why and he's like because <laughs> I can because yeah. they'll pay yeah, me exactly. to it's like oh, okay well fair but uh <laughs> I remember when he told me he wanted to be a maths teacher because he liked writing on whiteboards. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a Jesus thing to say. I mean, it's the small things, isn't it? But yeah, it really in general, is. apart from deep, same Jesus. Exactly. Was that is that why you're a teacher? That's what got me in. Yeah, I mean, 100%. it tempts me. I just buy my own personal. All I fucking do to, is write on whiteboards. To, you know, <laughs> cleanse that urge that I have. Doodle upon. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, that was such a theme, like, except for Jesus of just all these men, men, children meeting, just being like, oh, we're friends now after hanging out for 10 minutes. Let me tell you my trauma. And it's like, do you know what? Get a psychiatrist, bro. Just get a psychiatrist. And I don't know if it was like a weird thing in Northern Ireland or a weird thing at this particular point in time because we were like like the social media generation or if it is like just a thing but like i used to like people that i would never have conversations with in person what but would like end up like speaking to yeah and like speaking to frequently online whether like whether i was willing to talk to them or not but like also would go to the same lectures and like would not yeah not yeah. at all. No, no yeah. words. No yeah. words spoken. Classic Northern Irish man. Uh, uh, it was 
so fucking weird. <laughs> classic social anxiety. No, like, no, so classic social anxiety. Our generation as well, I think. But yeah, like yeah, hella just yeah, just just sad. It was a lot. Know? Um, but yeah. yeah, I remember this uh, this guy who got called out on uh, called out on Yik. Yeah, <laughs> he got the most. I mean. <laughs> there was some damning thing said about him on that yik yak and you know there's visual evidence for a lot of it so it, it, it's not like it's not a rumor like yeah like it's like it's true what but like a lot of accusations from women being like he was like harassing them online and like pestering them wouldn't stop talking to them wouldn't stop asking them and just being like really forward with them and like and then but also like he would send these women Pictures of it. <laughs> I don't know why. He would send all these women pictures of him sucking his thumb. <laughs> and he just, his Twitter was just filled with him sucking his thumb. Oh my god, yeah, I remember this. I remember this so bad. Oh my god. And he like put it in his bio and everything that that's like his. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just like... Yik-yak to explain to people who might wow. not know, because I don't know how far it yeah. actually transcended. No, was yeah. this social I mean, media... There was yik-yak in Paris, because I remember I went to Paris in was 2015, that? and there was French yik-yak, and that was fun. But, yeah. It was like this thing where you could post anonymous statements, and then either, like, like or dislike them. Um, yeah. So you could then, say, I like... you could comment under them, I think. You could, like, put yeah. a thread, basically. But you were still like anonymous. Tweet, but anonymous, essentially. And it also became, like, some weird, like, in it was just your local area, so, like, you could yeah, only see what only people like, in, like, a certain a radius mile. around you. Yeah, and so people started to be like, oh, to the guy who sits in the library on the third floor in their this yeah. and this section, like, you're really cute, like, I'm wearing a red dress, and it would be like, this isn't, like... This, this isn't, isn't like a, a personal ad scroll in a newspaper. Like, like yeah, <laughs> it's just, this is what are you doing? Yeah, but it was just so funny because like it started to become a thing where like people just call other people out on it. It was just, I mean, it yeah. was awful form of like online bullying. It was terrible, everything. But there were some people who deserved it. Everything that was said that wasn't <laughs> anonymous, like that wasn't like so and so did this. Everything that was like to to women who do this or to people who do yeah, this i was yeah, like yeah. oh my god is that me like do i do that yeah. even if it was something that yeah. i've never done before in my life yeah i'd be like, like maybe maybe yeah me? everything the age of paranoia so weird yeah felt like bloody stalin let me tell you i know it was but, it was a weird one it was a weird time but yeah so oh god i miss I mean, yik yak like had a parallel timeline to to vine yeah yeah it did yeah Speaking of weird times. Yeah, we live in them. We, so, <laughs> we fucking today. live in them. Do you want to um do you want me to read an article to you from the the mid uh, from 2003? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And um I'm going to be totally honest with you. I cannot okay. remember what I searched to find this. Okay. Um, Interesting. But the article's called <laughs> What turns him on most at 25, 35, and 45? How to keep him, in brackets, very happy through the years. And, um... Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. What What happened? I'm just curious. Like, obviously, like, I don't think that I'm pleasing Peter uh, in his in his 20s. And so, you know, 
the, the fear has got me. Um, so I honestly can't remember what I was looking for, but this is just really entertaining. Um, I can't wait to hear this. I mean, everybody, listen up. We're going to learn today. Yeah. We're going to learn something today. I definitely think you're going to learn more about uh, culture in the uh, culture and, and gender roles in the in the yeah. early two thousands. Yeah. I would say. So. I would say. So. It was written. I should preface this. It's written by a man. Um, for oh. a women's magazine. Yeah, yeah. Great. For men, sex means a lifetime of navigating age-specific perils, pitfalls, and performance anxieties. In our 20s, we worry about size and premature ejaculation. In our 30s, about whether we'll ever have sex again. And in our 40s, about whether we can keep it up like we used to, and so on. Naturally, we tend to read any problem as a cosmic reflection of some personal failings because we can't leave our egos out of anything, especially the bedroom. And no, thanks, we don't want to talk about it. But it's your sex life too. Thanks, babe. <laughs> thanks for the recognition. So, how are you supposed to deal with your husband's physical changes downstairs and mental craziness upstairs? Step one is awareness. Here, experts and regular guys explain what's going on with your man at every stage and how to keep him very happy through the years. It sounds like um, one of those articles that's like, you know, how to take care of, of a particular breed of dog. Yeah, like like an like an animal that literally, ca- like you are solely responsible for it and it cannot act yeah. its own accord and it d- cannot look after you back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you ready? We're getting into the, <laughs> the meat here. I'm ready to jump in. His 20s. Still armed with adolescent energy and high testosterone levels, men in their 20s often seem on a mission to have as much sex as humanly possible. And the institution of marriage, with all its possibilities for romance and spontaneity, lends itself perfectly to this quest. Does it? What? What? I know! What? Excuse (laughs) me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The way to have sex... As much as humanly possible is to get married in uh, 2003, apparently. <laughs> in 2003. Oh, God, love. I know. Oh, wow. While your husband's single pals may still Did be the gathering... Did the 60s mean nothing to these people? I, I mean, know. really. Like, Liberation, sexual here? freedom. Literally. First wave feminism. Come on. But then it, it counters itself. While okay. your husband's single pals may still be gathering sexual experiences with lots of women... Your husband is looking to do his exploring with one person, you. It's a time of proving oneself, and although there's a lot of emphasis on the quantity of sex, there's also a lot on the quality. He wants to feel that he's good in bed and he knows how to please you, says Sharon Hillier, a sex therapist in Beverly Hills, California. Good sex, defined by these guys as frequent, orgasmic, multi-positional athletics, remains an absolute necessity. Mark, 24, admits that he has sex with his wife about once a day and admits that if the sex weren't mechanically as good as it is, his relationship would be difficult to sustain. Mark, get a divorce. (laughs) If you're 24 and the only thing holding your relationship together is that you can have mechanical sex once a day, get a divorce. Wow. Oh, Mark. You're too young, Mark. You're too young. Too young. Too young. It's probably... Probably Northern Irish. I mean, yeah. They all are. For a wife. Sorry. No, no, no go, go, go. go. <laughs> Did 
do you remember? It's just, it's just, it's just a way to illustrate how if there's something that's went wrong in the world, a Northern Irish person will have something to do with it. Do you remember back <laughs> at, the start, at the start of the pandemic when the government like had this massive PPE crisis and they spent like billions of pounds trying to get PPE and then it was the wrong PPE and they were all like, yeah, because they just oh. bought it all from their friends. But yeah, but do you know who it was? Northern Irish who? company. Clandy boy, a clan, and it was through like a Northern Irish MP, I think they found it, and it was just like classic. Of course, it bloody was classic. I mean, just fantastic, just amazing, just great. So I'm, it's fantastic. So just yeah, I mean anything that's you know probably it was a Northern Irish scientist working in Wuhan. Wu- Wu- yeah. Wuhan? Yeah, Wuhan. Wuhan. That, that released the virus, I'm almost certain. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. For her wife trying to improve the sexual relationship with one of these guys, quantity is a good place to start. Nothing will endear you <laughs> Sorry, to a young I'm, husband. No, I've nothing to say. I just, I lost my train of thought for a second <laughs> and, then, and then I came back and I was like, oh, sorry, I'm back in the room and it's awful. <laughs> Great. And it's still going on. <laughs> Nothing will endear you to a young husband more than being open to sex at any time of the day or night, in the car, on the kitchen counter, even in one of those aptly named service elevators. I'm pretty much always ready for it, confesses Edward, 26. The only thing I'm concerned about is making the experience last longer. (laughs) Edward, 26. That's (laughs) You're You should be ashamed. (laughs) Making well, no, you should be ashamed. should be embarrassed. Yeah, just a bit like, I'm always ready for it. Go I only always. last 30 seconds, but I'm, I'm always, always ready. Always ready for it, mate. Timber, Literally. all day long. Whenever. Whenever. Here, here and now, here and now, let's go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <sighs> Making yeah, the right. experience last longer. That's the downside. In a nutshell, what good are 17 half-orgasms a night when each is over in 30 seconds flat? What the fuck is a (laughs) half-orgasm? I'm going to skip a little bit further forward. Not not too far, just just a little bit. The problem, of course, is overstimulation. Remember, at this age, everything from underwear ads to magazine scent strips is a turn-on. Magazine, oh, I'll just get an magazine, magazine, magazine what? Scent strips, as in like Scent- perfume samples. <laughs> Men in their 20s, they can come just sniffing a magazine. I wish I was a this man is, in my 20s. And that, right? So, same. Yeah. <laughs> Here's great. a quote from Jason, 27. Ugh. Sometimes a girl can walk by and just the perfume gets me going. <laughs> Awful. Jesus. So, here's the, the author's advice. Okay. Part of that sensory overload is coming from you. If you want to improve the sexual experience of your hubby, make it easier for him to hold back. So first of all, be ready at any time, all yeah. the time, night, but, day or night, but also be ready. But also be, make it easy to hold back. Yeah. <laughs> Limit your foreplay to light brushes over the genital areas. Keep your ministrations brief, linger in one area too long or with too much baby oil and you risk bursting the piñata before the fiesta begins. <laughs> Who oh god who hurt this man? Oh who god. Who is this man? Who is this man? Oh oh here we go. We're still we're still in our twenties now. Okay, okay, okay. 
And what if you find your enthusiasm lagging behind for whatever reason, say you've just had a baby and your body's not back to normal yet, or you're just too damn tired. Yeah, <laughs> lazy two, the two bitch. Things, <laughs> the two things that women struggle with, having babies and just being tired. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> There's absolutely no other reason. Because the sexual appetite of men in their 20s is more fast food than gourmet, you don't, <laughs> you, you don't have to feel pressured to gear up for hour-long sex every time the guy's eyes light up. Believe me, you'll make him just as happy with a quick manual or oral servicing. Particularly if you make it clear, no reciprocation is required. <laughs> You'll be back to your novel before the plot gets cold. And, and, and how you'll is that, be on cloud nine. How is that supposed to... How is that an entire... How is that... Sir? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that appealing in any way, shape, or form? This, this man has never given a woman an orgasm and he's trying to make himself feel better. For asking for more. Ah, <coughs> uh, oh, What's his name? What is this man's name? I'll find out for you. I think his name's at the bottom. This is the phase, after all, in which men say, say and mean things like, even when sex is bad, it's good. And I've never met an orgasm I didn't like. Isn't that fucking horrendous i'm now just searching for his name so apologies that's okay that's okay no i need his name oh i can't see his name oh, no. any I, I would have taken my name off it in all fairness if i'd written this i mean as he should as he i'm should. absolutely gutted i literally can't find his name on this article oh what a bloody what a tease what a tease this man is <clears throat> how do you know it was a man oh right because he refers he to, says he's a to man. himself yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Obviously. But never mind. <laughs> Let's find his thirties. Where have I? Where have I left off? Also, I want to know what how old he <clears> is <throat> when he wrote this. Like, right? Yeah. Oh, here we go. He's in his thirties because this is how I know he's a man. There's a bit that says, "Personally, I leaped into my thirties with both feet." <clears throat> so. For most men in their 30s begins a new era, with the focus turned increasingly towards career and home building and away from perfecting those little bachelor party napkin hats. I literally have one what? fucking theory talking about. <laughs> bachelor party <laughs> napkin hats? Is that yeah. putting a napkin on <clears throat> your head? Is that... Is that, is that the napkin <laughs> hat? Is that what is it is? Is that what it is? Yeah, and do you think... Do they think they're, like, as endearing as Jude Law when they do this, or...? What is right? What is happening? Then he talks about his boring personal experience, and then okay. he says, "But working overtime and painting your fixer upper house on weekends can be physically draining, and sex often gets dropped from the schedule. It's Sorry, a lot less frequent. Painting, you have to painting, do it by appointment. Pa- painting your house, <clears throat> yeah, that's ambitious. It was two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. every, every weekend though, he's that's what he's doing for the whole of his thirties. So it must be a fucking massive house, which also <laughs> makes sense because the property market." Yeah. <laughs> you could buy you could buy a lot for your money in those days. Yeah, you could. Definitely. It's a lot less frequent and you have to do it by appointment, declares Robert in his uh, 39. You're too exhausted or the kids are driving you nuts or one of you has to work late and the other has to get up early. All the planets have to be aligned for one glorious moment if anything's going to happen in bed. My wife and I have more have sex more or less every time Hallie's comet comes around. In this frenetic phase of a man's life carving out time for languorous eroticism is rarely high on the agenda no offense and sex takes on a more pragmatic function because before it was fast food not gourmet and now it's pragmatic so at no point 
at this at this rate we're we're 20 years into a relationship we're not women are not having fun <laughs> <clears throat> very often sex is used for stress relief says hillia which is fine if your sexual rhythms are both ticking to the same clock but what if you want sex more often than he does well appointment sex you me in the sunroom what the fuck is a sunroom it's like a fucking fancy word for bloody fucking whatchamacallem fucking do you like know a conservatory that sword yeah jesus i know at 8pm it's an efficient way to work in some romance i love romance and efficiency in the same sentence that gets me going (laughs) the only catch so book appointments with him Mm -hmm. but the catch is the busier he is the less romantic an appointment will seem plus you might get bumped (laughs) so don't expect him to shift gears on a dime if you jump right into romance, he's likely to feel pressured, maybe even guilty for neglecting your needs. Don't make him feel guilty. Instead, find a non-sexual way to bridge the gulf between his work days and and relaxing for an evening of nooking. So find a non-sexual way to prepare him for sex. Okay? And book the appointments in, but don't overbook the appointments in because you might make him feel guilty for neglecting your needs. So don't like don't go too far. I have I have I have no words. I have yeah, no yeah. adequate words. <clears throat> and then I've skipped I've skipped a couple of paragraphs. But even for schedule conscious guys, quickies alone won't do. So he's got no time, so books book sex in, but don't make it too long because it's just practical. And also quickies enough won't do. What men desperately need at this stage is total escape from both work and the pressures of home. And a wild night of passion can do the trick like nothing else. So once a month or so, dust up the lingerie and fire up the candles. This is a good time for a woman to be wild and crazy. A woman needs to remind her man that she's more than a mum and a wife. She's a woman too. Don't stop with the candles and a babysitter. Try new positions, props, attitudes, even if you were strictly man on top vanilla before. Odds are he'll be thrilled since breaking the old habits help to take this event out of the realm of ordinary and give your husband more of a fantasy experience. Also, men harbour great nostalgic ache for their wild bachelor use and a little sexual variation on your part can stimulate that unfettered stage he's convinced himself he remembers. The upside to his likely preoccupation is that he may not be so quick on on the trigger, which will free you to experiment with expanding your foreplay to include whole body involvement. So finally, in our thirties, we we deserve foreplay. Who are the poor women that are reading this instead of talking to I their know. husbands? I know, but wait, because we're getting into our forties. Remember, remember when 40s. women's magazines were like the peak of like popular culture? It was just women's magazines ruled all, and yeah, I'm just. I can't believe that we as a society ever let it get that far. And we produce this. It's honestly horrendous, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> no moment is, ex- is as starkly defined for men as turning 40. The birthday instantly magically transforms the most strapping young man into a toothless, decrepit old-timer in his mind. Wow. There's not a... Ma- there's not a major medical difference between men in their 30s and men in their 40s, but psychologically, there's a big difference. For the first time they realise they're mortal, they say, I'm 40 and I'm going to die. Hopefully <laughs> so, whoever this man is. Hopefully yeah. so. They're so fucking dramatic. Oh, God. Uh, 
Men can feel intensely emasculated when problems, prostate troubles, lack of flexibility start cropping up. I've gained some weight and I definitely and that definitely affects what I can do, says Bill forty four. Certain positions actually hurt a little. So when a woman had just given birth, yeah. they were like, Oh, you know, you might not be up for it, you might be a little bit tired, you might have just, you know, given birth and all of a sudden a man's gained weight and it's like be gentle with him. <laughs> but anyway. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> no, oh god. Oh make it stop. It's tough on a man's pride to say the least. And all this pressure and disappointment can culminate in that great bane of the 40-something man, the midlife crisis. He starts to recognise that he doesn't have the same physical energy and can't get an erection as often or sustain it as well. In other words, he can't function as an 18-year-old anymore. He may ask himself, what do I want to be sure to do while I can still do it? And that can mean a self-reassuring romp in the hay with the office temp. Huh? Oh yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna fuck the office temp. Right. In his 40s. Okay. But that's fine. And there's no comment on how a woman should respond, I guess, because she shouldn't. You know, she knows her place. Right. But the news isn't all bad. Men often become better in, lovers in their 40s because there's more concern about the quality rather than about getting it every night. So finally, 30 years into a relationship, yeah. we might be having some sex that's in some way impressive. Okay. But if that will pure, be being cheated yeah. on simultaneously at the same time, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And so even, he can't get it up all the time, and even the times he does get it up, he might it, it might be up for the office temp. So yeah. you know, <laughs> if that pure uncut stallion stamina is starting to wane as he heads up and over the hill, at least it's being replaced by maturity and experience, laying the groundwork for a potential bonanza for you, but for you. Take advantage of your husband's well-aged, finely honed skills. Who the fuck is he honing them with, apart from the fucking office table? Exactly. Until now, <laughs> he has had shit sex. It took also, it took 20 years to hone this. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. 20 years. It's important to start subtly adapting your foreplay to accommodate his changing physicality. Not right. when I when I was having babies earlier in this article. Yeah. No adaptation there. No, absolutely. But now. Oh god. Your husband may be inordinately interested in straightforward, athletic, man-on-top sex, since part of the point of sex at this phase is to prove that he can still do it. So indulge him. Listen patiently to his Tarzan roar and compliment his stamina afterwards. It's a guy thing. Is it? A big bonus for you is that the 40-something man is into the mutual act of sex more than ever now. Really? While he may... Yeah, finally. (laughs) While he may have been a good lover and attentive before, this is often the first phase in a man's life where he draws real significant pleasure from ringing your bell. You might do well too at this point to coax your husband beyond the traditional definition of sex as performance art. Intercourse, for example, no longer has to be the main course. Mutual masturbation or oral sex are good substitutes on occasion. Even frequency, once the benchmark of male potency is now negotiable. When I was 30, I could get off four or five times a night, says Richard, 44. There's no way I could do that now. But orgasms are longer, more powerful and more satisfying. And I don't desire them as often. Bottom line, 
While sex in a man's early years can be gratifying on a purely physical level, now enjoyment depends on love, commitment and the intimacy that grows from years of exclusive experience. And that's it. That's the whole article. How do you feel? feel vindicated. Yeah, I felt quite violated after choices, to be honest. I, uh, I just... Uh, God, God loves was... women in the early 2000s. And do you know what? If this was the early 2000s, God loved women in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. Just must have been horrific, you know, to be uh, alive. It, right? Yeah. Because that was only 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, there's still, like, lingering nuggets of that. that well, mm. in Northern yeah, Ireland... <laughs> It's uh... But even like elsewhere, like the idea that like sex ends when a man comes, like that's my just I just can't like I can't fathom that idea. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. It's um What why? It's, for it's, why? For, for why? But it's also just kind of like, you know, okay, for argument's sake. Fair enough. You've smelt a magazine and now you're tired. I mean, good for you. <laughs> but you know, women have the capacity. To smell multiple magazines. So, right. why can she not smell the magazine first? Yeah. Does that not solve everyone's issues? Men? A hundred. Who... Let the woman sniff the magazine <laughs> first, <laughs> <laughs> Give was... the woman the perfume sample, right? Yeah. It's her fucking perfume. Let her try and Step away on. from the magazine. And then you can get what's left over. I think that's fair enough. I just like I wouldn't be having sex with men in the in the early two thousands. Well, thank God you weren't, because you were a small child. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes. When that article was written I was seven. Yes. <laughs> so thank God everyone. You know? But well, I was an adult in the early two thousands, yeah. that's what I meant. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it just both shocked and appalled me. And I didn't really have any news for this week because all of the news is about um, children that have been murdered in COVID cases. I know, right? So. So many <laughs> dead children and so many, like, weird COVID news. It's so funny. And, like, so many social services and police forces in in various counties being like we've made a massive mistake and we'll never make again and then the following week it's like another child dj Khaled comes in it's this. another one it's like, it honestly <laughs> is and it's not funny it's like not we funny. have to find the humor it's because it's funny. awful i mean but like well uh, but it's just like what are you at like like honestly what are you playing at like your actual really? job description you're just like Nah, no. It's like okay. So the most the, there's a very recent story of like um, I think she was a six month old girl who was murdered, yeah, and her babysitter, so her babysitter called social services <laughs> and made complaints. And so the did grandparents, the grandparents called yeah. social services and social services, and they actually said ended, to social services. Said, the grandparents said to social mm. services, "You know what happened? That other kid that was murdered and you didn't do anything about yeah. it." You're going to have that again. And they were like, well, um, no. And then it was like, well, um, here we are. Yeah, uh, just like, uh, but like, as a teacher, who that's not my direct job, but like obviously involved in that. You're going to be one of those people who goes on radio shows like, as a teacher. Yeah, I am. (laughs) But like, if someone said that to me, like, like, if if someone's parents said to me, 
my child is going to get murdered. Like, I would not be able to sleep at night. Let alone just be like, nah. Yeah, exactly. You'll you'll be fine, mate. Yeah. You'll just... You'll, she'll be fine. Yeah. Just just off you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're ending this call now, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how? You know, mate, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. It's just went five. I Like, I, I'm off at five, so I'm sorry. Maybe we'll follow this up on Monday morning, but, I mean... My shift is out, and I'm actually due to go out, out tonight. Yeah, you know, like out, 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 out. And then, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I haven't used up all of my annual leave yet, and next week's the last week I can do that, so I might not be in on Monday. So, do you know what? I'll we'll put just, it on my to-do list. Yeah, we'll see but, how it goes. You know, but, you know, Merry Christmas. Like It'll get done when it gets done. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll see you in the new year. Have a great day. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget, they're going to send you a text. Give me a review. So, like, yeah. my name's Jamie. Yeah, Give yeah, me yeah. five stars. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Anyway, it's a, it's a bit more than for fuck's sake, Jamie, because I mean, Jamie, J- name not accurate, name has, has caused... Just multiple Jamies. Well, all, all J- Jamies across the UK are causing... Child deaths, apparently. So, yeah. For the crack. Who knows? I don't know why. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Maybe they need to be well, paid yeah. more, arguably. Maybe they do their jobs then. But also, I mean, yeah, arguably, but like, if you're, yeah. you shouldn't be in that job if it's the money that will make you save a child's life. No. Do you know what I mean? Jamie. But, no. you know, hey-ho, whatever. No. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't want to bring any news today. No, it's or, awful. Or it's anything awful. else. It's, and I'm so entertained by all of the news because it's so, like, it is just, it's great. Like, I, I really am loving the news at the minute. Like, I'm hooked, especially the COVID news, because um, as I've heard a few other people say, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know how other people feel about this, but, like, <laughs> it's starting to become a thing now where people are just like, do you know what would be absolutely gorgeous? Ugh, just a wee, a wee January lockdown. Just a wee smidge of January lockdown. Have they? <laughs> just to get back on my feet <laughs> And then we can all go back to work again. <laughs> it's like, Do you know what? All right, Sharon. Go, go on. I haven't heard that. But like financially, not not socially or any other aspect, but financially, like my bank account could do with a lockdown. I know, right? Like, yeah. If you can just lock down my bank account, Morris, <laughs> is that possible? Please go on, just just a month. I think just a month. I think I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I think that's what ISIS are for. <laughs> I thought you just said ISIS. <laughs> so, babe, I don't think that is. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with ISIS is that mine is an instant withdrawal. So I'm like, chuck my money in there at the start of the month, and then by like yeah, two get, days in, I'm like, you get that yeah. two-year lockdown. I, is it an ISA or is it something else? You can get ISAs with two year lockdowns, yeah, but mine is instant. Money, 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 money. I fucked up money. there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. did so, yeah. Up. But yeah. Um, what has been. Everything's depressing. What has been your favourite political moment of the week? Oh my fucking God. My favourite political <laughs> moment was um, my year sevens, no, my year eight's political commentary and Brilliant. my. Uh, <laughs> My school is from a fairly economically deprived area, so they are not necessarily um, their their families are not always necessarily that super political edu- politically educated. That's a massive generalisation, but so politics isn't like on the tips of everyone's tongue. Yeah. Student wise at my school, and I um, have my little reading group. I see them every single day, and two days ago, 
a kid walked in and just like we were all sat down we got our reading books out and she just walked in really late and went miss have you heard that we might have a new prime minister <laughs> and someone went oh my god but i quite like boris and i was like oh yeah why and she, she was like because he's a really good singer and i was like is he and they were like yeah there's that tiktok of him on a bike and he's singing he's a really good singer <laughs> <That's it. laughs> i was like right and that was my favourite political moment. Of the week. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Boris on a bike, singing away, singing. Oh, God love him. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, fair play. Give him the benefit of the doubt if he's a good singer. I mean, yeah, if he's a good keeper, mate. Do you know what? Put him on the mask, singer. See how he does. Off, see how he does. Yes, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. I might change. I might change my vote next yeah, time. I mean, to be fair, I didn't have all the information, and now I've educated myself. No. He's a good singer. Why don't they put that in the Tory party? Why was that not on the bus? Why was that not on the Brexit bus? I don't understand it. I don't get that. This is wild. Oh my goodness. No. Uh, Oh, fantastic. And COVID's just been such fun this week. Like, it's actually just been like, I don't want to say that one too. It's just, it's just been so like entertaining to hear. The... Ashley is living I... her life in the in this global pandemic. Just... She's bathing in the living glory. In it. <laughs> yes, and it's just you it's... sound like a Tory. I do, I do, and I sound I sound like an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> I'm sure, even though I'm the one that's convincing <laughs> all of my pa- parents to get all of my parents, both of my parents, to... <laughs> all twelve, <laughs> all twelve of my parents to get their vaccines and their boosters. My mother was like, "I'm not doing it. I don't know what's in it," and I'm like, "You know what?" what's in your essential oil fuck up go get it like jesus christ but good just, actually very good it just is so funny that's <laughs> the other thing i was trying to set up my parents with covid certificates this week that was fun that was a oh fun yeah moment. i heard that that happened yeah they brought that in on the th- mon- yes mo- monday they brought that in on monday here and it's just such fun because everyone was like i don't it was just i like the me like the DUP was on the radio being like this is terrible and everyone else is like you're terrible and then yeah. the Tories are trying to do the same thing and the, like a hundred backbenchers voted against Boris and were like this is horrific and then Labour's like holding up the tour oh my god it's just such fun at the minute it's like I feel like Christmas time something dramatic in politics happens every Christmas time it's just a little bit of like risk is thrown into the equation i feel like this must be what like people who enjoy soaps must feel like with the christmas episode of like eastenders and coronation street it's like the yeah the you know the big the big episode that everybody looks forward to every year it's just um it's just great and dad boris became a dad for the 75th time this week he did what yeah he did you know you really became a dad like i don't know how many children he this man oh has. fuck I thought you said he did something to his dad for the 74th time this week. Oh and I was like, what? What did he do? Such no, I did hear that. And like, which was shocking because didn't he also become a dad like three months ago? Literally, yeah. Like, honestly, like, yeah. like I'm not even joking. I think he's literally... There's no way it's been nine using months that since he woman dad. As like political, like, like PR fodder. He's just like, there's a scandal because... coming. We need to impregnate you, Okay. It's because he's a man in his 40s. And... Is he only in his 40s? 
No, I'm just making oh, up. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He's a man. It's because he's a man in his, his, his 30s, and as we know, <laughs> sex for men in their 30s is purely practical, yeah. okay? Yeah. Only, We're not at the foreplay stage yet. Only for political gain and to, like, dampen yeah. the noise around a scandal. Oh. Yeah. The women are really helpful for shit like I love that. love a good scandal. What we was just, the scandal? We just pop them out. Oh, God. All of the scandals. Which oh, one? the Christmas party one. That was the scandal. Everyone's forgotten about it already. Oh, it was literally sake. a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. It's because this is like the 17th Christmas party that the Tories have had that's finally been announced. And then it's like, oh, no. They've cancelled their Christmas party for this year. And yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Why do they not? Of course they have. Do they not have vaccine certificates? So none of them vaccinated. No, right. But it's just so funny because, like, what was it? I remember. Oh yeah, the the a video came out. I remember. I think it was last week of Jacob Rees-Mogg being like, "Oh, you know, maybe the police will investigate this party in a year's time." Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, no, because the police are going. Nothing happened. We didn't know. We're not Newton investigate the Tories I think not but no yeah the scandal was exactly a year later it's almost like they plan it it's really it's really great anyway so that's my um that's that's Ashley's political roundup of the week everything's funny I mean it is in like a horrifying way yeah but I suppose it's like funny and like entertaining in the same way like a natural disaster is it's like ooh, there's been a shake-up to the routine did you hear? Oh my god, I forget where this was at. No, tell me. Oh my god, did you hear? I forget where. Jesus, there was a hurricane recently in America. I forget where exactly. But it like killed a bunch of people and like destroyed a bunch of houses. Yeah, like has fully flattened. Yeah. I, I watched it on news around this morning with my tube It's fully flattened, like properly flattened yeah. towns. It's in three states. Awful. I know. Like, awful. I don't know if they've announced, like, a death toll or, like, an injury toll yet. I don't know if there's a final one. I think I heard at least 20 people died, um, which is crazy. But apparently, a bunch of the people that died were people who were working in Amazon. And they were not allowed to leave the building because Amazon. And that's why they died. Don't quote me. My boss just randomly told me that today, being like, oh, sure, did you hear this? And I was like, oh, that sounds like Amazon. Um, that is awful. Crazy. Imagine that. It's, I mean, it's not looking good for them with, like, you know, the pee buckets and, mm-hmm. and now they're just, like, literally throwing their staff in front of hurricanes. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> love that for them. Jesus. Christos. And Elon Musk, the most disturbing man on planet Earth. Uh, is Time's Person of the Year this year. Is he? Yeah. It's on Time Magazine. The cover of Time Magazine. Jesus. I know. Jesus. But then, wasn't wow. so, wasn't Hitler also? He was Person of the Month at one point. He was on the front of Time Magazine, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we can't trust that That's magazine impressive. to really um, accurately assess people. No. Not representative, no. Yeah. Did you know that Elon Musk's Bloody wealth hell. comes from gold mines in South Africa? No. Like literal, sl- like, literally, do, like, as, literal like, slavery. <laughs> I Peace do love. my absolute utmost to um, know nothing about these people because they make me hate the world. Like, I just don't... I just 
cannot fathom how anybody could have that much money and like first of all think they need it and second of all like want more and like not want to share and like not want to like help other like I, I just don't understand it and like the fact that they think that like oh well I flew like five strangers who won a golden ticket mm. by spending millions of pounds on my shit to space like that's not the kind of sharing i'm talking about it's not very that's like not really no. it's not communism is it it's not what we it's, 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 it's not, not very communist not, of you, that's elon. not very communist of you elon and uh, i know that's what you're going for it's a but... black mark against you it's not very communist yeah. i'm just like using that as a phrase just in, that's not very communist complete like completely unrelated to economics just like somebody does something like doesn't wash up a dish that's not very communist of me <laughs> i'm gonna start using it when my kids talk over me all the time <laughs> that's not very communist of you i'm stalin in <laughs> this classroom like, Why are you talking i about? am stalin in this classroom and <laughs> oh you are the pickaxe with which i will kill my partner in crime we had an assembly on student voice and this year eight kid was like yeah, but they, they were talking about, like, where can you see democracy in the school? And a kid was like, yeah, but isn't it a bit more like a dictatorship where the teachers are dictators and we're just having to do what they say? And the head of year was like, ha no. It might seem like that sometimes, but you are wrong. <laughs> okay, sire. Okay, all-powerful leader. Yes, you are right. I am wrong. This is actually the DPRK. Uh, welcome. Honestly, excellent. Cozy. <laughs> Surprise. Cozy. Oh, well, everyone. What, what a rollercoaster. I know. What, where did we start? I... Uni. <laughs> Jesus. Uni. We started uni. Bloody hell. It really, we've really gone all through the, the years. And I feel like this episode has mainly been about like laughing through the pain. Yeah, I feel like the... that's a theme. I love that, that. I love that we can just like, you know, have a vibe for each episode and that's, you know... <laughs> That's the vibe yeah. this week. Everything's awful. We laugh through the pain Tee-hee. of uh, gender roles in the, in the 2000s. We laugh through the oh pain God. of uh, child just, murder. Yeah. We laugh through the pain of uh, COVID and the current political climate Ugh. and uh, the shit, shit time, shit slash good time that was uni. Also through the, the current, like, actual climate. It was 12 degrees today. It is the 15th of December. In Northern Ireland. We're going to burn alive soon. The world is ending. It's like... I am just... At this rate, like, someone can just take me out. Literally. It might be better. I know, I think so. <laughs> what was it that happened the other day? I can't think about it anymore. Yeah. Basically, the world's ending. Um, yeah. If anybody has anything positive that they can bring to us next week... Did you hear the news? I keep thinking of Oh, God. It. Oh, fucking hot. Actually, we need to end I this know. soon. I need to go to bed in, like, four minutes. I know. <laughs> but tell me the news. Ch- Go on. China has uh, successfully found out how to modify weather. No, and like although that sounds exciting, like what are the implications of that? You know, <laughs> when you say no, are you disagreeing with me that they have found a way to modify? Weather? No, no, no. I'm saying you said have you heard? So oh, I'm right. saying no, I haven't heard. <laughs> I'm not saying, um, no. No, this is a dictatorship. I am the teacher. I don't want to believe it. Yeah. And therefore... I mean, I don't want to believe it. I mean, they're kind of no. using it for good purposes, but I don't know what the implications... Nobody knows what the implications are yet. But basically, That's it. they're able to make it rain. There's, they're able to put something into the air that will increase precipitation. And 
it'll like make it rain and it'll help with air quality make it rain make it rain up this bitch but basically it'll help with air quality and crops and shit um which i suppose is good but you could also just like get rid of all of the fucking awful industries yeah, that don't pay tax and pollute the world yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you could just do that yeah, uh, but they're not. Would, but no, they're they're throwing they're throwing chemicals in the sky and being like, "Oh my god, I'm a magic man." So that's that's in about <laughs> two years, all of that shit's gonna come down as acid rain. Literally. and China is gonna be eradicated. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna burn alive. We're gonna burn. We're gonna. It burn. probably won't even go back down on China. It'll come back down on like a really innocent country. It'll go back down on Switzerland. I was gonna say Northern Ireland. We're not innocent. We're. We're, no, we're, we're, we're no, no you're not innocent. We're not innocent. So. <laughs> it'll, it'll rain down on North Island and everything will become better again. <laughs> maybe that's just, just the north. Maybe just the six counties. Maybe we're the sickness. Maybe we are <laughs> the growth, the the cancerous lump on the Earth's surface that needs to be eradicated for the world to become better. Maybe that's just the way that it has to be, and maybe we just need to accept that and sacrifice ourselves. You know, like a fucking. I'm so sorry if you're Northern Irish and listening to this because I don't, I don't hate you. Um, I do. It's I okay. Know, I know that I am. I know I that am you. is talking about mass genocide. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's only a million people. I mean, that's like a sixth. Yeah. it's a sixth of the Holocaust. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's fine. It's actually it an eleventh. Six million Jews, eleven million people. Oh yeah, true. So... It's an eleventh. It's fucking nothing. Is it even a genocide? It's fucking nothing. <laughs> Nah. Did you hear? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wish you could have just seen my face. <laughs> no, we are we are now ending um, because I need to sleep. It's over. Um, it is over. I haven't even planned my lessons for tomorrow, and it's like eleven o'clock. I have so. a day off tomorrow. Woo! All right. No wonder she's like, <laughs> talk to me more. Here's another thing, and another one. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could say it. Thanks, DJ Khaled, for sponsoring this episode. I I don't want to see Ashley naked, naked, naked today. Um, Um, And therefore, you called me fit a few episodes ago. I'll have you know. Yeah, but like just today, because like I need to go to bed. Just today. Okay, tomorrow. 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 Food, jewels, hit everyone in a similar capacity. No, hence why Ashley. we eat. Hence why Ashley. Energy. We're not. We're the not. Go- there's no. There's no nutrition segment today. So have a great weekend, everyone. Great idea for and, another uh, segment next week. Nutrition. Uh, send us a nutrition box. <laughs> send your nutrition box, and oh, we'll see you then. We will see you then, everybody. Oh my god, it's going to be Christmas yeah. Eve oh. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on the day we release it. Yeah, not not on the day we record. record. But it's gonna. We need to do a full on, not depressing Christmas special next week. Yeah, it's gonna have to be. Yeah, we're just getting all the depression out of the way today. Yeah, (laughs) we're trying. Happy Friday. See you on Christmas Eve. Bye, team. Bye. No, it's fine.